Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. (laughs) Sibling rivalry. That's good. It was very interesting to have this next uh, family that we spoke to on the phone because they are on the other end of the horrors of this virus and at the very beginning as many people know Nick Cordero passed away from complications of coronavirus of COVID-19 and we got to speak with Amanda Klutz and her sister and brother about not only that time and how devastating it all was but the importance of the family and the family coming together and and the silver linings of it too i mean amanda seemed to be big a big silver lining girl which was which was interesting you know all of the things all of the positives yeah she really she really she was it's sort of that's where she puts her faith into knowing that she it feels like that moving forward how she deals with the grief is to try to really find the silver lining yeah and 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 you know connecting it to siblings her greatest silver lining was that she got to reconnect be with her siblings live under the same roof and her family the closeness that they always had really even though they were all 
you know, they get into all this, but they've always had, they were always super solid and had each other's back forever. You know, they, this was a, this is a healthy, happy sibling relationships. There's five of them all together. And then it really did highlight the importance of siblings when one person is suffering a tragedy like a loss of a, a partner, a husband, a fa- the father of her child, and and how mm. they pick up, you know, and and her brother especially, uh, sort of coming in and being a dad himself, really taking on that sort of really supportive role, male role, um, and wanting to be there for his sister. I, I got off of the 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 episode and I just cried because. I think that the human spirit is so it's so strong, it's so resilient and they are this family is such a wonderful symbol of that that we can we can have the most devastating tragic things happen and then we can heal or we can at least attempt to look at something positive moving forward and move forward with love and grace mm-hmm. and I just feel like that's what she And her does. faith played a big part in that. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean She's a, she has a lot of faith. She's, and that's a powerful, powerful thing. Whatever you're believing in doesn't matter. Just the faith, faith that there is something bigger, you know, that there is something out there, something that you can connect to that's going to bring you peace. Yeah. Just give me something to believe in. Oh, wow. What a, what a call in, Ollie. What are you? What, what, wait, what is that song? Give me something to believe in. Give me something to believe in. Yeah, yeah. Is it Warrant? Is it, uh, no, it's not Warrant. It's, um, it's not Bon Jovi. It is, give me something to believe in. Is it Whitesnake or or Motley Crue? I mean, one one of them will work for me, you know? Mmm. Ugh. We need to just get to the chorus. I know we will. It's still it's good. Too long. No, people are loving this right now. I guarantee they're like they're they're not 100. percent Kate. They just want us to get to the chorus. Ollie, the people just want to hear Here you we sing. Go. go. What I done? See, I forgot. I, I only know the chorus. D. <laughs> Give me something to believe in. Give Not me as something as to believe remember. in. No, it's great. Um, let's go. Okay, so yeah, so this this episode yeah. was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. I'm so grateful for them coming on and sharing their story with us, their family, and uh, and also opening up about her loss and and Elvis's loss, and and also getting a perspective. From a the only boy, you know, with four four sisters. sisters. That's big I know. Time. I said to them, I'm like, you're like Derek Huff. <laughs> it's like the Huffs. That's right. They're, they they're totally mirrored, you know. Anyway, please, everybody, enjoy. This is Anna, Todd, and Amanda Klutz. Hi, hi, kids. hi. <laughs> it's nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. 
I think I just want to start by saying I'm sorry about your year. I mean, it's just, this has been, you know, devastating for so many people. And you're like, you've given so much to so many, but I'm just so sorry. Thank you. Thank you. We usually start like, okay, well, let's start from the beginning. But I think, I think maybe it would be nice to kind of start from where we are now and sort of move backwards. Um, where is everybody now? And I know that you, you two, you're, are you living with your sister? I came home for Thanksgiving and to stay and be with her through the holidays. Um, but I live in Paris, but I left Paris, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. I didn't tell Amanda when I was coming and then got here the day before and snuck into the house uh-huh. getting a mani petty. So I snuck in with the help of her neighbors and like answered the door holding Elvis, like wearing her clothes. Cause I now <laughs> just merely put on her clothes and she opened the door and was like, wait, what? Like I'm looking at me. What's happening? Who are you? How did you get here? That's amazing. So I'm going to go back to Paris um, in the middle of January. I have to renew my visa. So I have to leave, but I told Mandy, I'm going to just like come for months at a time throughout the year, especially once, you know, it's possible. She's not going to do it. Well, it's not my easiest. I can just come and go as I please. I know, but your life in Paris, you're not going to come to Laurel Canyon. I am. It's my other home where I, you know, We'll see, guys. We'll see how Yeah, well, I'm very suspicious considering all the hating on LA you do. (laughs) I do not like it here. (laughs) I have moved my entire life for six weeks. You guys, the other day I was talking to Anna and she was like, Oh my gosh, like, I just don't think I can go back to LA. I mean, all the tie dye. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you spent the summer in tie dye. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, that's what happens to me when I'm there. I turn into this like tie dyed creature in Paris. I'm like, I'm chic. Now you're going back to Paris. You're in San Francisco. And Amanda, you're in LA. I'm in LA, yeah. You just got a great job. I got a great job. Are yeah. you excited? I'm so excited. I can't believe it happened. Congratulations on that. That'll be so awesome. It'll be very fun. I've never had a nine to, I mean, it's not nine to five, but every day I have to like go to work in the morning. I've never had that. So it'll be very strange, but great. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, she's, uh, Amanda's going to be doing the talk. When do you, wait, when do you start the talk? January 4th. So okay. these are my last couple weeks of, uh, Freedom. Not freedom. <laughs> 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 I don't know what to expect. I think, you know, the, in the times I've co-hosted, you know, it's it's a early morning hair and makeup and then, you know, dressing and then you have to learn all the information. And I mean, it's such a blast. And then you drive. I'm, I'm so close to the CBS Radford lot. So I just drive right over there and um, it'll be really fun. I'm done by like one o'clock in the afternoon. So it honestly is, it's such a blessing for to be a mom and to have this job because I get to spend the rest of the day with Elvis. And by the time I get back, he'll be waking up from his nap and then we'll have the rest of the day together. I feel so lucky guys. Like I really, That's do. Great. well, we can become best friends because I'm working on the Radford lot as well. That's oh, okay. true. Amanda and I, Oliver, she sent over a picture of me and Zach and her, and we were on watch what happens live with Andy and Amanda was in her, you know, showgirl outfit <laughs> behind yeah. the bar while we were doing press. I think we were doing press for Wish I Was Here. Yes. And mm-hmm. you and and Nick and Zach were all doing Bullets Over Broadway. 
Yeah. And then there, here's another weird uh, six degree of separation. Nick and I were neighbors with your uncle Mark in New York. Oh my God. And Mark and Nick played music together a couple of times at the triad on 72nd. And Nick and Mark would talk a lot about music. And Nick was always trying to like get him to like, I mean, it was like his goal in life to sit down with Mark and like talk music and, you know, it just like busy life and everything. And then we got, I got pregnant and then we moved a couple blocks over, but yeah, we, uh, we saw Mark all the time in the neighborhood. That's so That's crazy. Great. Well, the, 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 um, the theme music for this show, that it's is Uncle Mark, Mark who I did the. That. I know. I heard that when I was in the podcast. So I know that like you've talked a lot about Nick's passing, but I do want to know kind of during that time you were talking so openly about everything and was reaching out and talking about it through social media something that was comforting to you? Was it something you felt like you had a responsibility to? Well, in the beginning, I opened up about it because, um, you know, I, I have this fitness business and I'm, I'm, was very present every day on social media. And my husband had been like on the couch for a week and then now was in the ICU. And I thought to myself, like, I can't like live a double life and lie and like be up, be on social media every day being like, okay, let's do our 20 minute workout, (laughs) knowing that my husband's in the ICU. So I felt like I can't lie about what's happening in my life right now. But then I also more importantly, just thought if there's anyone else in the world that is just tired and laying on the couch, they might not know that they have COVID because at the time the symptoms on the news were cough, fever, um, you know, loss of taste, loss of smell. Nothing was about being tired. And Nick, that was his only symptom. I was tired, Mm -hmm. exhausted. Um, and so I just thought like people have to know that this is a symptom and like that now he's in the ICU because he was tired. Um, and then it kept just spiraling. It just kept getting worse and worse. And I just kind of felt like I have to keep being honest about what's going on because the world is being affected by this pandemic right now. And it would not be okay to just stop this story now and not, not keep people aware of he's 41 years old. He has no preexisting health conditions and this is happening to him. This is not just something that affects old people. Like this is happening and people need to be aware of it. And so it, just kept going, you know, just kept going. What, what was the progression? Like he was exhausted and tired and then all of a sudden, boom, or, or was, was there a slower progression? No, he was exhausted and tired for a week. Um, and then, uh, and then he started having some breathing issues. And then, um, when he was, he was so lethargic that it took him a half hour to get from, a bedroom to a kitchen that is a small cabin, you know, not in a huge home. This was like a small cabin we were living in at the time. And it took him a half hour to get there and he could barely breathe when he got there. And I was like, this is, we're going to the emergency room. And still at that time he could smell, he could taste, he didn't really even have a cough. Um, and when he got there, they, he had double pneumonia and two negative COVID tests until the, the third positive test. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, so many people, especially young people our age, when this was happening, it was sort of like, you know, following Nick and you, it was really, you know, sort of really brought it, I think, to 
the forefront that how deadly and scary this is. And I know you had your family and then you had kind of everyone was really, you know, rooting for you guys and for everything and, and praying for you. And, and did you, did you find comfort in that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, I couldn't have gotten through everything. Well, first of all, you know, like Todd and Anna became like surrogate parents to Elvis so that I had the ability to do everything that I had to do during that time. But the social media comfort was, it was insane guys. I mean, like from, I would just, you know, I'd hear from the nurses or the doctors, what Nick needed. And I would get on social media and say, guys, you know, they can't get the carbon dioxide out of his lungs. What do we do? And I mean, I'm not kidding. Within 10 minutes, I had like papers of names, doctors all over the country, treatments, machines. Mm -hmm. And I just would like call checklist, scratch off, call checklist, scratch off. And then I'd present it to the doctors and like, the doctor would be like, where are you getting this information? I'd be like, Instagram. <laughs> like, it was like wow. yeah, it was like this community of people that could just couldn't wait to help. I mean, it was insane. And started like meal trains started like yeah. we, we were fed like every day for like a month and like something you think like, I don't need dinner. It's okay. But then dinner arrives and you're like, Oh my God, thank God. I don't have to cook something and destroy the kitchen that is now finally clean. And like, I don't have to worry about getting groceries. Like the, the way that, that the internet, <laughs> that Instagram and that community, like yeah. started to take care of our entire family was absolutely crazy. Yeah. How old, how old is Elvis? He's 18 months. But he was, uh, when Nick got sick, he was, it was March. So I think he was only eight months, right? Mm -hmm. 10 months, 10 months. Yeah. Man, on top of that, that's, I think this is unimaginable to a lot of people, you know? Um, And there was so much positivity coming out of your feed. Uh, And I, I followed you guys religiously, followed you religiously, followed the progress. And... I just, were there, mo- the, the positivity was there, but were there just moments of, I just can't do this anymore. You know, I have to put on a brave face. I have to do this. I have to do that. Did you ever feel like you ever got yourself in too deep with social media? Meaning like, shit, I don't want to post anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I see what you mean, Oliver, but to be on, I mean, yes, there were definitely days where I was like, you know, in bed in tears and Todd had taken Elvis for me so that I could like get a three hour nap and it would be almost three o'clock and I would be like, oh my gosh, I have to go on live right now and sing. And I like, I've done this to myself. And then I would just do it. And if, you know, sometimes I'd put sunglasses on and a hat and just like not even sing, just be like, you know, doing whatever I could do. But innately, every time I did that three minutes and 22 seconds, that that song was over. And even if I got off right there, I was instantly in a better mood. I instantly had more energy. I felt like I had 20,000 people now behind me being like, you can do this. You can do this. Come on. We're praying for you. We got you. And instead of laying in bed and crying more, I then three minutes later had energy, had like, positivity behind me. And I was like, that's right. I can fucking do this. Like, get up, like, come on. And I was like singing, live your life. Like, so a lot of times it was, I didn't go back into bed and cry. 
Mm. Everybody, you know, handles grief differently, but how much has religion played a part and faith played a part in this experience in this moment, moment in your life? Yeah, for me, huge. I mean, I've, I, uh, in times of trouble for me, I mean, I, I, I pray every day and, and I, I am a very faith-based person, but, um, when things get really bad for me and for my life, I'm just talking for myself, not for you guys, especially, but, um, I, I dive deep down. I, I really like dive deep down and I really put like every part of me into believing that, you know, and praying and, and, you know, his will is done and, and all of, all of the things that I really truly do believe it gives me great comfort. Um, and I, I, I find a lot of peace from it and, um, and it just, it helps me so much, so, so much. You grew up, did you guys all grow up religious? Oh yeah. Church was like, you weren't missing church for any excuse or reason ever. All the klutzes were in a row, hair. Sunday morning was like, get up. You got to get your hair. It was chaos. You got to get your hair done. You got to get your outfit on. And we went to church in outfits, French break, clothes, shoes. And there's five. And dad was our Sunday school teacher. Oh, wow. Five five siblings. And what is the order? Todd's the oldest. Um, We have a sister in Texas uh, who's the next oldest. And we have a sister uh, who was living in New York but now lives in Ohio with our parents. Um, And then Amanda and then me. Oh, my gosh, Todd, you're the only boy. Yeah. You're like Derek Huff. I would be a boy, but I was not. I turned out to be a girl. Yeah, when when uh, when we found out that my mom was pregnant with Anna, I was like, maybe it's the brother that I'm always <laughs> I've always wanted. Sorry, baby. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Grew up Canton. in Ohio, Canton, Ohio. Ohio. I went down to Ohio. Yeah. Home of the football hall of fame. If you got you guys right. Don't you? Oh yeah. yeah, big time. Yeah, you're football fans. Yeah, we're like five Can't. minutes from the football hall of fame. Todd, you're number one. What's the age difference from you to Anna? 13, Be- 14. Yeah, between me and Anna, it's 14 years. Okay, so you're closest to Tracy, my oldest sister. Tracy and I, I think are 18 months apart. I was definitely the accidental last child. I was not. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. In fact, mm-hmm. we were we were at a wedding in in Texas, and I was in my parents' room, and the other sisters were in the adjacent uh, hotel room. And I woke up to my parents arguing over whether or not my mom was actually pregnant with Anna. And my mom's <laughs> like, "Fred, I've been pregnant. I know that I'm pregnant again." And my dad's like, "You're not pregnant. Don't worry about it. Stop." And and then. Sure enough, along along comes Anna. (laughs) Uh, And then when we found out, like, I remember the four of us were so excited that we were going to have a a little sister. And especially when Anna was born, she was like the star of the show. We were all old enough that we were all so excited to, like, take care of Anna. And, uh, like, yeah, all all focus was on her. Well, this is, is this why she lives in Paris? I mean, it's like... (laughs) And she's like, oh, like, oh. I, I'm going to go to Paris, you guys. It's like, I've had all the love that I need. I'm going to Paris. Last night, I have a different um, 
we're all so similar, but then there is definitely something that makes you a bit different. I think when you grow up, I grew up a little bit differently than everybody because there was this huge gap and there was a huge gap, but I was essentially an only child with my mom and dad because everybody else was off at college or like living a full adult life. And I grew up as an only child with my parents for seven months. So years, years. So I'm, um, I'm closer to my mom and dad in a way because I had this like alone time with them. Um, and for so long, like everyone went from like loving me. I was like their live baby doll to then like not liking me at all. Cause I was their annoying, like nine year old sister <laughs> and no one basically talked to me at all between the ages of like nine until I was like 18. And then they were like, you're cool. Okay. You can be one of us now. So it was a different growing up. Isn't it so funny how that happens? How, you yeah. know, it's just, it, it goes from one thing to the next especially with five kids, being the youngest, having your family all around you, and then one minute, everyone's fucking gone. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. What was the household like? What was it like growing up in the family? Was was there a lot of music around? Was it fun? Was it strict? I mean, just what's the overall feel? I would say probably chaos. Right. (laughs) Because, like, I, especially, um, God, it, it was like, five kids at the at the like the high point when i was in high school and i remember like the days where like one or all of us were fighting with each other my mom would call my dad at work and we were all then like fearing my dad to come home to to be given this bad report on our behavior who had been fighting with who um but yeah we were yeah, we were definitely music oriented. Like we were all in either band or choir or both. And then we all went to this creative arts middle school. Um, yeah, so definitely like arts focused household for sure. If you weren't religious, meaning if you were like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to Sunday school. I'm following, you know, what parents want me to do, right? As you get older and, 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 and time to make your own choices, was that an acceptable thing? For your parents, if if you said, I don't, I don't want to follow that path. They, they never, we were talking about this last night too. They never pushed us in any direction. They never even were like, you better get good grades. Like they didn't, you know what I mean? Like they didn't ever, they let us do our own thing. But then also like if Todd was in band, Tracy was in band and then Allie was in then, and then I was in band. And then Anna got away with not being in band because seven years later, but like it more, it was like not joining the band. Your brother did it. So then Tracy, and then you do it and then you do it. But it was never like a, you have to do this. It was more like a, this is the things we do. Yeah. And like, but then also because Todd like was in band, we would all on Fridays go to the football game and cheer Todd on. And so then you wanted to be in band and you're like, well, I can't wait till I'm in band. And then we all go to band. (laughs) <laughs> right and then, Anna, and then Anna's like you go to band Anna's I'm like, going to pole vault. I was like, au revoir au revoir au revoir au revoir go me by the way starting the nerdiest trend for us to uh, follow in yeah, she's no, like, I was like leading like, the way in band it's kind of like <laughs> yeah Cause light. Cause light. Cause light. Cause light. light. I think we should do this ad like we're in the crown. 
Yes. You know, the crown. the crown. Remember, but my British accent has never been good when we tried to do this it's before. It's more clipped. So if we're going to do this, it's going to be like if you were like Olivia Colman as the Queen. And you okay, say... I don't know who I am, <laughs> but what I do know is that I travelled to the US and had a cause light. Oh. And it was mm, fantastic. Mm, yes. Mm. Yes. It was very interesting, actually. <laughs> they had these iconic mountains. <laughs> and apparently when they turned blue, you drink. Mm. Yes. 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 Made blue. to chill, they say. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So, Thank you. Uh, uh, the, so the mountains, they turn blue. Yes, they turn blue. Interesting. Mm. Yes. Yes. A nice shade of blue. Oh. It's refreshing and it's chilly. Down to my nitty gritty. <laughs> is, it, is it as uh, crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies? The Colorado Rockies, I flew over them when I was in my airplane. <laughs> and I couldn't help but think, oh my God, Golden Colorado, that's the home of Coors Light. Oh, that's interesting. All so about- I ordered one on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> curious. I'm so curious yes. as to what it tastes like. Well... Let me say, when I need to unwind, I have a cause light. It's it's refreshing and it's I crisp see. Yes. and it's cold yes. and it's just beautiful to the tongue. Oh, wonderful. And yes. it goes down the gullet. Oh, and lovely. when it enters your stomach, you just feel better in life. Oh, that's just lovely. Generally. Lovely. Thank you for yes, sharing. That's wonderful. You're welcome. So, you need to have one. Uh, I would love to. I would love to. Coarse light is one that I choose when I need to unwind, right? So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chills. You get get Coors Light in a new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado. Each and every. I love this deodorant. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say, I, I'm a natural deodorant person. Anybody who is a natural deodorant person always has to apologize for their smell at 100%. some point in the day. I'm just trying to be healthy. I'm sorry I stink. <laughs> well, I have now discovered some deodorants that are starting to work that are natural that don't have all of the crap in them and especially the aluminum that a lot of women try to avoid because it has some connections to breast cancer each and every is a wonderful option great product it goes on super smooth and it does keep you odor free all day it works it actually works cedar vanilla and cannabis and green tea those are my two go-tos. That really kind of represents who I am, like my personality. <laughs> it does, <laughs> yeah. actually. Um, it's vegan, cruelty-free, sustainably sourced, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. plant-based packaging. And, uh, and it's all about supporting healthy lifestyle, which is something that I am. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for Oliver. I try, one, but Kate. I am super passionate about. I try to be healthy, but I do. I've started being healthy with my each and every. Okay, so I start with the <laughs> armpits and then I move out from there. That's, That's how it weird. works for me. <laughs> um, we we know that you will love each and every, and we want to share it with you guys. Okay, so make sure to check out. 
their limited edition gift sets and bundles now. And take advantage of this great offer for our listeners. It's 30% off your first purchase, 30%. Go now to eachandevery.com slash sibling and use promo code sibling. Remember, to get 30% off, use promo code sibling at eachandevery.com slash sibling. By the way, Anna, I'm so jealous of your travels. Oh, God, I've been reading, it's reading a little bit about your travels. That's just, I want, I, 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 I feel like it's, it's too late. Thing to it's do. It's late. You're, you're a very typical baby. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to do whatever I want. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it's so and awesome. Like, oh, my God, it's so fun. You're so, whereas everyone else had, like, the, the, the focus on, like, making sure what they're going to do with their life and their job and their thing and the fan. It's like so typical. <laughs> you guys, here's a good story. It would be like the dead of winter. And it was like, I was going through my divorce and I was in my studio apartment and like blizzards. And my sister, Allison, who lived like a couple blocks from me would send me a picture of Anna in the Maldives in a hammock being like, <laughs> life is so wonderful. <laughs> and she would text me, she'd be like, good morning. And I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. And you know what I love, Todd, is that you're the older brother. What does that feel like for you? Do you feel a paternal kind of feeling more towards your sisters than sibling? Um, yes, I do. Um, it's definitely something that has obviously evolved as we've all gotten older. Like, um, I feel like we're obviously siblings as we've gotten older, we've become like like the best of friends. Um, but then especially like recently, yeah, like even more of like paternal kind of like instincts kick in for sure. Um, well, Todd and, is the ultimate dad too. He's yeah. like the mm. best dad in the entire world to his two boys. Oh, mm. thanks. Yeah. And he's like the most caring, like Todd 100% took care of the two of us all summer like would wake up and bring us coffees and there'd be like lattes like warm lattes waiting when amanda and i got up because he got up before us like anything that wasn't that all like, they were like god please help like we don't know yesterday our tire pressure was low we were like call todd what does this mean like we don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> oh. call todd like we don't know things it's, so it's funny too because like during quarantine i felt like a lot of the paternal stuff was also like definitely me taking things that my were things that when we were growing up that my dad did and they were they were like directly translating into our life when we were living together this summer because it was like these two girls packages were constantly arriving at the house like it mm. was insane and there was only so many like boxes that we could fit in the recycle bin and so like every day like had this ritual of like chopping up cardboard boxes and it just like harkened <laughs> back to when we were little and my dad was like he had this like weekly ritual of like the trash compaction that he would do and he would always come back and he'd be like oh man i just wish the people would do a better job of putting stuff in the trash right so i didn't have to do this job every week and so that's, that's so funny with the girl. Yeah. um todd you went you left first so where did you go to college I went to college in Miami, uh, Miami University of Ohio, so um, Southern Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. And when you left, what was that like for all the girls? We all sobbed. 
We drove home our giant family conversion van. We had this oh, yeah. van. It was a bus to fit all of us. <laughs> oh, gladiator. It's a gladiator across the top. Really oh, amazing. We used to fight over who goes in the captain's chairs, the two chairs. Oh, yeah. In the back, there was a TV in it. <laughs> we would go from that, in that van, we would drive two days from Ohio to Florida or Ohio to North Carolina for summer vacation every year. And like, that was one of the most, like the biggest things to fight over was who got the captain's chair for sure. Yeah. Wow. I know I'm dealing with that right now, like shotgun and oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. all the shit with my boys I was and never my daughter. Captain's chair, by the way. It was I was never yeah. I could call it, it didn't matter. Because was, you were so small. I you don't deserve a captain's it. chair. Exactly. I don't deserve a captain's chair. This uh. was my <laughs> because, like, when we pulled away and left Todd at college, it was so sad. I will never forget this. We all had like faces planted to the back window. And Todd was standing on the, the steps of Denison. What was it called? Denison? Denison. Yeah, Denison Hall. And he's like waving to us in his oversized khakis. And we're like <laughs> staring at him, sobbing, sobbing oh. as, as we drove away. My mom and dad, who never cries. Yeah, yeah like, I was going to say, that's one of the first crying. times I remember seeing dad cry was that day. That like really got to me. Oh, and this happened. We mm. lost family members one by one. This happened yeah. when you, when Amanda left. We took Amanda to college. It was just me. I cried the whole next week, and then I got a puppy out of it. Of course you did. Oh gosh, because then poor, I mean, I have to say, you know, Anna, it is, and then all of a sudden Todd goes to college, and then it's all like they're just dropping like flies. Like everyone's going to college, like one year or the next year, and then it's like, oh no. And then one by one, my mom started replacing us with dogs. <laughs> it's like, by the time we were all gone, my mom had three dogs and no children at home. <laughs> That's so so growing growing up, were there, because were, there, there were five of you, were there cliques? You know, was it like, ooh, we're, we're, we're a little crew, we're hanging out together. There's exclusion and inclusion, maybe that changed. You know, throughout uh, the years, or were you guys? Todd would have a sign on his door, do not enter. We couldn't, Todd did not want us around at all. Yeah. Allie and Tracy, my two older sisters, they were a clique for a while, and they would sometimes let me in. But I was three years younger than Allie, so Allie is always trying to be cool for Tracy. So they only really let me in when they needed, like, a minion, and so then I would be allowed in, but then they would, then if they were in a fight, then they would, one of them would take me <laughs> as like their buddy so one would be alone. I was never uh. anyone's clique, except Tracy sometimes would take me on what she called best friend days because Tracy was always very maternal towards me because she, me and Tracy are 10 years. Um, mm. So Tracy would take me on like, let's go on best friend days. And me and Tracy okay. had our own little handshake. And we would like do little days. That's isn't that how secret? Isn't that how secret breakfast got invented? Secret breakfast? Yeah, Tracy took you on a best friend morning, and it was a secret breakfast morning, and you took photos of it. Remember? Because <laughs> I still carry <laughs> that tradition on with my kids. Breakfast. Oh, oh what is it? I want to know. <laughs> it's, you, you, before you go to bed, like I'll, I'll say to one of my boys, I'll be like. 
dude, secret breakfast tomorrow, just you and me. And then they wake up early, they wake me up, and then we go and have secret breakfast alone. And the legend that I've told them is that Anna and Tracy invented this. When Tracy was in college, she would come home and she had missed Anna. And so she's like, you and me, you and me will go to secret breakfast together. That's a good, that's a great idea. You know, I mean, we, I, I do dates. I'll take my daughter on dates. She likes going on dates, of course, because I buy her a with ton our of family, shit. That's that, right. That, so can't take yeah. credit for that, Oliver. That was, that's a family mission of like, Pa used to take me on dates and I'd get to pick where I wanted to go. And then mom would take Oliver. No, no, no. I would take mom. Oh, oh right, 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 right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, not, not that I would pay or drive because I was like five <laughs> years old. But, you know. <laughs> wait, so now, Amanda, you wait. So you all guys did band, but when did you start dancing? I started dancing at the middle school that we all went to that had arts. So that was in sixth grade. Uh, no, fourth grade, I started dancing. So uh, like 10 or 11 years old. And then was the dedication to dance for you your own? Or was it also kind of, you know, because I know for me, it was like, once I got to like 13, 14, I was like, I'm not going to dance class. My mom's like, like hell, you're not going to dance class. You're going to dance class. <laughs> you know? Uh, no, I fell in love with it. So I started in fourth grade and then around sixth grade, um, my dance teacher was like, you know, you might, you might be able to like do something with this. And I did like my first performance. And I remember doing my first performance, which ironically was to Elvis Presley's jailhouse rock. Um, <laughs> and it was a tap dance. And I remember being on stage being like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And then I wrote an essay like in sixth grade about how I'm, I'm going to be on Broadway and be a radio city rocket. Ah, wow. don't you love the manifestation of like how you, because I mean, I feel like I had the same thing. It's like, I just knew, I was just like, this is what I'm going to do, but how fun. I, oh my God, that's so awesome. What's yeah. the audition process for that? Yeah. How does that work? The audition process is brutal. Crazy. It's brutal. Um, the, so I auditioned a couple of times, didn't get it. The third time I went in, um, you know, they have these like tours. So I auditioned for the tours first. And then the third time I auditioned was for the actual radio city, like the truth that, you know, the girls that are there. And I went to an open call. There were a thousand girls. They had 12. It was over two days from 10 to 6 PM. And, um, this would never happen today, but when I auditioned the last like half hour of the audition, we stood in a line and you had to step forward in your perfect bevel. And you had to just stand there and they like just walked around you, just like looking you up and down. And, wow. uh, and you just had to stand there like just perfectly perfect. So I mean, that would never, that would never happen now. But, um, but yeah, that was a, it's a two day process. Like I said, a thousand girls, they needed 12. It's very, it was, it's a lot. And it's, you know, you have, you can't make a mistake. You have to be perfect and sharp and, uh, it's, and show that you can dance with other people and blend in. Cause it's not about being, you know, Broadway's about like having your own personality and your own flair. And they hire Anna because of she's Anna and they hire me because I'm me. Rockettes you're hired because you can fit into a line. Mm. Um, so it's a little bit different. I need wow. to get that leg right where it's supposed to be. <laughs> Cause oh, yeah. if it's not, you're out. So I mean, let me ask you a question though. Do you have to measure your leg, like, do you have to know exactly where to kick? Like, 
how do you know? I mean, is it like right to your shoulder and then stop or, you know, well, eye high. So like where your toe has to go to your eye. So it can't go above and it mm. can't go below. It has to go right to your eye. And the tallest girls are in the center of the line. So I was the tallest. And then the shorter girls are on the end. It gives the illusion that the line's the same, that everyone's the same height. But as long as everyone kicks to their eye, it also gives the illusion that we're all kicking at the same height. Mm. So yeah. fun. You know what? The, the rocket thing, if you're, if you love dance, it's, it's just, it's sort of just like a, you know, it's, it's like if you could be a rocket, like even for a minute, it's sort of like one of those accomplishments that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did it. So. Well, and our dad, our dad took us to New York, the whole family to New York and saw the Christmas show and the Easter show. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I was like, I want to be a rocket. And then my opening night, the opening number was the, the girls flapped out of the Christmas tree and it was to happy holidays. And my mom and dad and my whole family were like right there and, and wow. out of the tree oh, at my opening. That's awesome. <laughs> does it pay it? Does it pay anything? Or, or no? It does. No, it's it really, really well. They give you um, scholarship money. They give you an, an wow. it's really insurance. They have PT on the top floor. You can get physical therapy every single day, which you do. You sit in ice tubs. Like, I mean, they take really good care of you. Yeah. Awesome. That's so uh, nice. Well, I know, uh, you know what I'm going after this year. <laughs> <laughs> Our parents do, especially dad. Like dad, anytime he introduces Amanda to anyone ever, he's like, you know, Amanda was a Radio City Rockette. <laughs> it's like yeah. the first thing, the problem, like. It's such a cool thing. Todd, how did you deal with all this, with especially with sisters and boys, and, and, and your sisters are Rockette, and your friends? I mean, was it ever like, hey, dude, your sisters are Rockette, like she's hot. I mean, did you have to deal with that guy stuff <laughs> that I had to deal with with my sister, being like, hey, man, like Kate? And I'm like, ah, no, nah, let's not go there. Yeah, um, in high school, definitely there were some of my best guy friends who were after my oldest sister, Tracy. Um, and they would be like, you know, uh, I would always knew it was coming. Cause there was like some sort of like awkward sort of like, Hey, um, <clears throat> so, you know, is it cool if I uh, ask your sister to homecoming or ask your sister out on a date? So like, um, yeah, that, that happened several times. It was weird. It was even weirder when my sisters weren't into the dude and I'd have to be like the giver oh, of the like bad like, news. Oh, you were yeah. that kind of, you're such a good brother. My brother would never do that. What? You like let down the guy easy. No, he's saying nah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Oliver, you fell short. You didn't, <laughs> no, you didn't need it. You just so, didn't need Anna, it. Anna, you went to college and you, um, went to New York, mm-hmm. Amanda's there, but your seven and a half year, years difference, was it like, first of all, where did you go to college? I went to FIT. I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology. So I had decided that I wanted to go to New York because we started going to New York as kids and then kept going. And then once Amanda was there for college, we were going up all the time to see her like reviews and things she was doing. So New York just started to feel like home. And I was like, I want to go to school here too. Um, and then it basically, as soon as I got there, I, we just started hanging out all the time. I basically, I have 
two friends from all of college because I just didn't even try to make friends on campus. I was like, I have a sister who lives uptown. Why would I need new people? So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other sisters are where at this point? There were just the two of us were there at that point, right? Allie uh, was in DC still. Was she? Yeah, those early years, I don't think Allie Oh, that's right. There. Yeah, Allie came later. That's right. Yeah. We were there together alone for a couple years. Um, I all the time would like go up to Amanda's house and sleep there mm-hmm. and hung out all the time. And it was nice because she also was on this weird, you know, not normal nine to five schedule. And that never ended. Like the whole time we were in New York together, we would always be both on this like unconventional work schedule and would just, we would always call each other and go, what doing? What are you doing? And then we'd be like, I'm not doing anything. Want to hang out? <laughs> just meet up and have these weird fun days of fun. Was everyone super supportive of each other, you know, or was there ever any sort of jealousies or you need to be doing this or I wish you were doing that? No, everyone was really supportive. Yeah, yeah, really supportive. And we've all like lived together, like Todd and Tracy lived together. Allie and Tracy lived together. I lived with Allie for a long time. Uh, we've also kind of lived with Biggie. I mean, me, Biggie and Amanda have now lived together. Yeah, we've lived together now. Yeah, we and we all really, it's very odd. We all really get along and love each other a lot. Yeah, That's awesome. Kate, we got to figure this out because we never <laughs> did it. <laughs> We never did any of this stuff. You know, I, I feel like we're close, but a lot of people are closer. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like we're doing just fine. I feel like I have plenty of you and I don't need more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it's, my point. Yeah, but we're totally fine. Like, it's all good and... <laughs> <laughs> all right but look guess- if you need more oliver i want you to be happy i'm here for you <laughs> i will okay right, i'm moving in How's uh how's Bingy Bongy liking his, the Olipops? Last time, remember you tried to sneak one in on him. They love them. They they their favorite. They love the vintage cola. Mm. Oh yes, I'm a root beer guy all the, the way. And by great. the way, I will say this: I can I can get I can drink my root beer, and and, and not only does it have almost no sugar, the ingredients give me my prebiotics. There's there's plant fiber. They call this. There's a name for this, Oliver okay. Hudson. It's okay. called functional ingredients. Oh, okay. I don't know that. I'm just going off of what's in my brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got the prebiotic, so you get the benefit of a prebiotic. Right. Then they've got the fiber, plant fiber, and botanicals. So it's all about your microbiome. You know, microbiome, and the buzzword of the year. Anyway, it does have much lower sugar than any conventional soda, so it's only two to five grams of sugar versus like a 39 grams that a Coke is or a 44 grams of Orange Fanta. And I don't think people really understand. I mean, if you watch documentaries and you're into this kind of stuff, you know. But when you actually look at what 39 grams of sugar looks like, it terrifies you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think this is also good for anybody who's keto. It is keto-friendly with only eight grams of net carbs per can. So mm-hmm. that too. Um, uh, it's non-GMO, which is so wonderful when you can say something is non-GMO. I feel that with that should just be something that is we should all know about our foods as if they're genetically modified. Um, you get a 100% money-back guarantee if you place your order through their website. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've worked out an exclusive deal for the Sibling Revelry podcast. Listeners receive 20% off plus free shipping on their best-selling variety pack. This is a great way to try all of their delicious flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com slash sibling or use code sibling at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P.com slash sibling. This discount is only valid for their variety pack. Olipop can also be found in over 3,000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, Wegmans, and Erwan. So this episode is brought to you by Public Goods, okay? I love Public Goods. They do high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients and always at an affordable price. Right, but it's a, it's a one-stop shop, meaning you 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 go to this website. Oh, yeah, they have coffee. There are, it's all these products pet food, that you can shop for. Shampoo. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm right. saying. There's and like dental all, floss. Get, there's, I mean, it's, it's everything. It's awesome, yeah. The dish soap I was so obsessed with. Usually you have to go and... Go to different various websites and pick out single product brands that you like that may or may not be sustainable, okay? Public Goods, the members, they can buy all of their premium essentials in one place. Right. And you know what you're getting. You don't have to go to a thousand different places. It's ethically sourced. They develop their products to be free of of all unhealthy ingredients or or shitty additives. It's just – it's the one-stop shop. For healthy goods, for things that you know that you're going to put into your body or on your body. Oh, it's it's so great, and it's clean packaging. It looks really nice. Yes, yeah. and it's a member. Yes, it is a membership model. So they use this model to keep the costs low, and then pass on even more savings to their customers. Um, you can make your first purchase with no obligation to join. Here's a good thing: they plant one tree for every order placed. That's pretty fucking cool. I just love it when um, I love ethical business minds. I, it makes me so happy. So we've worked out an exclusive deal just for Sibling Revelry podcast listeners. Receive $15 off of your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They're so confident that you'll absolutely love their products and come back again and again and again and again that they are giving you $15 off to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. So go to publicgoods.com slash sibling or use code sibling at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash sibling to receive $15 off your first order. Well, first of all, Amanda, you were married when you were younger, right? And then and divorced. Mm-hmm. And then you met... Nick on bullets over on the show. Yeah. Started dating in the uh, 2014 and we got married in 2017. Uh, Anna, are you married or? I just went through a divorce as well. I, um, I got married pretty young and um, went through a divorce and that's kind of what sparked me moving to Paris in January. I kind of had to like figure out my whole life again. Cause it was, um, I was living in New York with my ex-husband and I was working for him. And so I suddenly kind of was like, I have nowhere to live and no job. And so I was like, I'm going to move to Paris. Like that was always my dream. And like, if I wouldn't have led this life that's now over, what would my life have looked like if I just went for my own dreams? So that's why I moved to France. Anna, tell the story of your uh, final Zoom call under the sparkling pink Eiffel Tower. (laughs) (laughs) That's good content. (laughs) Because of, um, because of, um, 
obviously COVID courts aren't open. So I would have had to go to Ohio to finalize this divorce and like in court and like sit there as the judge, like with her gavel. Um, but it happened on Zoom and it was scheduled for October 1st. But I already had plans on October 1st to go watch the Eiffel Tower because it was pink for one night only for breast cancer awareness. And pink is like my favorite color and it's like me. And I love Eiffel Tower. And so I was like, I'm just going to do my Zoom at the Eiffel Tower. I'm not going to miss the pink Eiffel Tower. So I was on Zoom, like getting divorced with the pink Eiffel Tower sparkling <laughs> as my background. Wow. And the judge was loving it. The judge was like, no, the afternoon from Paris. And I was like, hi, Your Honor. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> it was the funniest the story last night. Like after she was like, okay, like you have to state your name and where you live. And I was like, I'm Anna Kutz. I live in Paris, France. And I was like, and then we had to say like, you know, all the things and raise our hands and like the Eiffel Tower sparkling behind me. And she's like, okay, like it's final. Like we'll get the paperwork in 30 days. And she goes, go enjoy Paris, Anna. And I was like, thank you, your honor. I love that the judge was like living vicariously through you. Like there was a I part really of, was it a female judge? Of course. Oh, yeah. She was like, like, I love this. She's like, I'm getting divorced. I'm in Paris. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, God. I feel like I want to be Anna when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) We all do, Oliver. We all do. (laughs) You guys have been through everything, it sounds like. Todd, you are with two children, I'm assuming. And And my sons are named Oliver and Hudson. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Oliver. Yeah. Don't let it get to your head. Wow. Take it this in and let amazing. it go. Amazing. Take it in this... and let it go. That's it. Nope. Let's over let's week another half hour on this. Uh, <laughs> this is amazing. This is a beautiful day Wait. for me. Hey, uh, Todd, thank you. Um <laughs> <laughs> he was a huge fan of rules of engagement and yes. You know, yes. it was Todd's Dawson's favorite Creek show. Was, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> How old are the boys? The boys are 11 and 9. But honestly, you know, you guys, it's funny. Like, we talk about this, and you've been through everything. I mean, relationships, weddings, divorces, um, the terrible tragedy. And I wonder, have you seen your sibling bonds change through these years? Or do you feel that you've always had that or now more than ever that the bond is as as tight? No, Kate, I think you're so right. Like, I mean, this goes back to when we were kids and it was like, you know, if Tracy had a choir concert, we all went to support Tracy. If, you know, Todd had a piano recital, we were all there to support. If I had a, if I had a show, everybody came. It was like, and there was no like, well, but my best friend asked me to go to a movie. It was like, no. And, and you didn't even want to go with your best friend to the movie because you were like, no, Todd has a piano recital. Like we're all gone. And I think like that was just instilled in us in like that young age. It was like this family unit. And I think it, and you know, even like what, 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 what just happened. It was like, as soon as Nick got sick, Anna was in Ohio, Todd was in San Francisco. Todd's like, I'm on my way. I'm in my car. I'm driving. And Anna was like, Amanda, as soon as I can get there, I'm there. And it was just like, it's, it's that. It's like, yeah, we have each other's backs. Our parents taught us that though. They were yeah. like, you are family. We take care of each other. 
we prioritize each other. Like your family are the only ones who at the end of the day have to be your family. Like you're never going to get rid of them. This is always your sister. And when we would fight, we had to read verses from the Bible and apologize to each other. Like we weren't allowed to stay mad. We all, even like, we never, the concept of like going on vacation with a friend or bringing a friend on vacation did not exist in our family. Like we were each other's friends. And mm. I experiencing going through all these hard times together and going through all these hard things only strengthened that bond and made us realize like all the more like boy were mom and dad right like at the end of the day your siblings will show up for you in a way that no one else will and they'll understand you in a way no one else will and the way we were able to just start naturally taking care of each other and anticipating each other's needs like Amanda would come out of the bedroom being like, I'm starving. And Todd would be like, I just whipped up lunch. And like mm-hmm. you can preemptively anticipate what your sibling needs because you've lived with them your whole life and you know them inside out. And, and that only exists with siblings. And that bond only gets stronger as you go through these hard times and you realize like, boy, no one is there for me like my family. Mm. Mm. Love that. Are you guys, are you guys brutally honest with each other? Can you express when you are not liking something, you know, when, when, when you've been rubbed the wrong way, uh, is, that, is the communication between everyone pretty open even in the bad, even with the bad stuff? Yeah, I think, yes. I think I, it usually starts with another sibling though. You call, like I'll call someone else to like initially complain to someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start my complaint with Amanda with Biggie. I'll be like, Biggie today. And he'll be like, oh, I know. And then (laughs) then you can usually address the person if you need to. But you vent first. Like check what you're going to say with another. Or it'll happen where then Todd will call me and be like, just so you know, Annie's mad at you because you did this. And I'll be like, I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) And then he'll be like, well, just so you know she's mad that's you better. true another sibling will break the news to you a lot that's often yeah. <laughs> you have that thing where like people judge your choices where like one will be like um why is she doing that and i think that yeah. that she should I, yeah yes i don't know no probably i think sometimes yeah I think sometimes yeah actually yeah there's yeah yeah like uh, like Todd was just, you know, texting me before we got on about how Anna's running away from her problems by going to Paris, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, you're the only person I felt would understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> definitely, I think to a certain extent, yeah. No, even, you're right. even the other night, you you said like me and Allie and Amanda used to hang out a lot because we were all in New York together. And Amanda the other night was like, yeah, well, sometimes we'd all hang out and then you'd leave, and me and Allie would be like. Why did she just say that? Like, what was that about? Yeah. So that happened. Um, Anna and Amanda, you are writing a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a memoir of everything that happened um, this past year with uh, starting, you know, in March with Nick and then, um, you know, being rescued by Anna and Todd and and then my family and um, and then just going through that whole process of so the highs and the lows and, um there was a lot I shared on Instagram. There's uh, a, a mountain underneath that that no one knows, and so mm. it's, all, it's all of that. And uh, mm-hmm. 
and beautiful, really funny, crazy stories that will make you laugh. And then, you know, the next page you're in tears. And in writing it, we've, you know, all, when Anna's in Paris, I finished writing, I, I put Elvis down for bed and then I usually start writing and then I go to sleep. And as I'm going to sleep, she's waking up in Paris. So I'll text her and be like, sister, I, I'm done. I you know, finished this chapter and I'm in tears and I can't believe this happened. And then she would wake up and she's like, man's, I know, you know, I, I, I was writing something the other day, but I was like laughing because I was remembering us, you know, wearing like face masks and watching Gilmore girls. And you're just like, you know, so it's just like a, a mix of everything that that time was. We sent Todd the other night. Now that we're together, we're reading through it all as like the final to our, to our publisher in December. And we sent Todd chapter 10 because we read through it and we were laughing because it it's just a chapter about what it's like to live together as siblings for the first time in 15 years. <laughs> other people like it was me, Todd and Amanda. Our spouses are not there. And we're just siblings again. With a baby. With a baby. Mm. <laughs> so um, it was when we recreated three men and a baby. <laughs> three siblings and a baby. Yeah. <laughs> we were cracking up. And it's it's um we've noticed the book too is a beautiful tribute to to what it's, you know, to family and siblings and and you know, Nick's family and Nick's mom. Like it's really just a beautiful tribute to relationships and family bond as as much as it is about the story like it's it's gonna be great it's mm. really a beautiful it's it's beautiful in so many ways I look mm. forward to reading it and um Elvis is a is a lucky boy to have such great aunties and uncles yeah Elvis took a, a, a liking to Todd very early on Todd drove down when we first moved to LA in September of, uh, gosh, what was that? 2019? Yeah. 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 You drove down and, and met Elvis for the first time and Elvis just like went right to Todd. And, um, and so then when Todd came down to live with me, um, in April, it was very cute because Elvis, you know, really, you know, he needs, he needs that male energy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I'm so grateful that he has, uh, Todd just six hours north because whenever Elvis sees Todd now, it's the cutest thing. He, like runs, he's like, mm. like happy. Oh. He's, it's so cute, and and just goes right to Todd and 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 Todd's boys, and it's really really sweet. I feel very lucky to have him there and have such a great uncle. And then Anna's like a, a another mom to him. Mm. And I still remember that first time meeting Elvis because. I got there like just before lunch and I got to do the like baby naps on you thing, which is oh, the best, the best. Favorite. I, Cause I just, Oh, it was just like, get to meet the new nephew and like get to do the baby nap, which is, uh, it's the best. <laughs> it's best feeling, like baby sleeping on you. You're just like, I feel so whole. Oh God. Like, Sunday oh. football with my first kid. And, and oh. he would just fall asleep on me and I'm watching football. I'm like, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't get much That's better than best. this right now. Oh, God. Um, I just have a question. You know, when you were going through this, this sort of oscillation between hope and despair, you know, it's like there's hope and then it gets stripped from you and then and, and, and then the hope comes back. I mean, how was that roller coaster and how did you just even mentally, how did you mentally deal with that? Um, yes. And it was, it was exactly that. Like every two minutes it would change. Um, 
So the phone would ring in the house and it was like, it was, it, we were, we had a, we had a whole thing. Anna would take Elvis outside cause Elvis would, you know, once he was taken from me, he was screaming. So Elvis would go outside. Todd would set up the recorder. Like he would grab his phone, set up the recorder and then also like get a pen and paper, like to take notes. I would put the doctor on speaker. And so we had this whole system and innately, you know, it was either good news or bad news. And then we would hang up the phone and then literally like a half hour later, the phone would ring and it would be the exact opposite news. And you would, and so it was just literally like this constant daily, like high and low. I remember Biggie, you saying something to me one day, you were like, gosh, the high and low. It's like one day you're high, the next day you're low. Because mm-hmm. it's like literally yeah. you can't, I, I, honestly, I don't know how, I don't know how, and we all did it. So, I mean, like they were all there. I mean, I, I think I just focused on getting through. I, and I, and I truly did believe you guys that the end would be hope. Mm-hmm. So I think, that, I think that I just got there thinking this is, this is a roller coaster of up and da- up and downs and circles and twists and, and loops, but I'm going to ride in at the end. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I just focused on that, but were you able to be in the hospital? I, I don't, I mean, yeah. or, or you were. Yeah, finally, yes, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, it was so also crazy. another high and low because you'd be at the hospital and I'd leave, drive, and I'd have to like drive home. So on my way home from Cedars, I'd be like crying, but then I would have to walk in the door and Elvis would be walking towards me like with the biggest smile on his face. And so I had to immediately switch into mom mode of like, Hi. Mm. Okay, let's play. Because he hadn't seen me in like four or six hours, and so. So, what is this? What's the silver lining here? You know what I mean? Like you did with this experience that has been so public, and you know it's just so intense. Really, there's still I, I believe in silver lining, sort of for everything, and that's been sort of the buzzword with this whole COVID experience, just in general. I think everyone is trying to find that silver lining. I think there are many of them. If any, what is what is the silver lining here for you at the end of the day? There, I mean, honestly, there were so many, uh, and and even in a horrible, tragic thing that happened to me, to us, to Nick's family. Um, you know, the fact that, that we all got to live together, um, and got to be so close. Anna, Todd, and I now have a new bond. We call a new circle in our family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a new circle in our family and it's the three of us. Um, and we're very close. We're, cl- we're forever bonded now in a way that, you know, is, is, Undestructible. Elvis, the fact that Elvis got to know his auntie and uncle so well, to to know my family, my grandpa, his grandparents so well, hit Nick's mom so well. That time, I mean, that time together, we would never have. I mean, you guys know, as a big family, you never are all together for ninety days, especially you know? like adults with other as adults kids with lives and jobs. Like the fact that we all got to be together, Nick's mom from Canada got to come and be with us like that will never happen again and the fact that it did and we got to all be so close and be together huge silver lining mm-hmm. um, I mean my my faith it got stronger I mean that's a huge silver lining me personally um just like do you talk do you talk to him do I talk to Nick yeah 
Yeah, I talk to Nick yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I talk to him a lot when I'm driving. Driving's all. Driving's my hardest time. Driving in at night are when I like am most sad. So I talk to him at night a lot, mm. and then driving around town in LA, and you know, act like he's sitting in the car next to me. No, have you had experiences? You know, I mean, visitation experiences, dreams, feel like feelings. You know, I've had one which I talk about in the book, so I can't share it. But that's it, and I okay. I'm so mad that you know other people will text me and be like, "I dreamt of Nick last night," and I'm like, "Great." <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> so yeah. Have you, have you guys have Todd? Have you dreamt of Nick? No. Um. No, I haven't dreamt of it. But I like I called the girls a while back because I I'm clearly still processing everything. And I remember this actually goes back to your question, Oliver, about silver linings. Is that um, I felt like of all of the sisters, I actually unfortunately didn't know Nick as well because of, uh, you know, the majority of their time together, Amanda and Nick were in New York. And so, um, by the time, by the time I got to LA, he was in the hospital, but one of the biggest silver linings for me was that, um, the, I got to see like the best of humanity, like consistently showing itself to my sister to help, um, and I feel like that not only a um, like uh, the result of how Amanda was um, processing it so publicly and remaining so positive, but also a reflection of like who my brother-in-law was as a person. Um, yeah. So for me, it's like I, in in a way, I feel like I've gotten to know him through. Like I've I've gotten to see aspects of his personality through the the responses to mm. him from other people like just saying like how how much he meant to him even when i was just with amanda like in, in for my birthday and she was we we're sitting at dinner and she's like i've got to show you this um reel that uh nick used to go on the auditions and this the guy that would film the auditions put together this reel and he he prefaced it with how he always enjoyed working with nick and um, like no matter what the circumstances were, um, when Nick was preparing for these roles, how it was always like an enjoyable experience, despite whatever the stresses may have been. And so Amanda and I were watching this reel. And so it's just like another piece of that, like, uh, of his life that I've gotten to, to see through, through the experience and, um, and, and also like being able to, uh, to know, uh, Nick's mom and Nick's siblings better through all this. So. Yeah, those are the, those are a lot of the silver linings for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And did you? This year oh, God! This would have been the first year, like in 2019, when it started, and in all of 2018, we've all there's always been at least two or three of us in the same place at once, like the siblings living in the same city. And 2019 was going to be the first year ever that we were. Everyone was in a different city. I was in Paris. Todd was in San Francisco. Um, Allie is now in Canton. Tracy's in Houston. And Amanda was in LA. It was like, what? Like, no clutes are together. Like, we were all like, this has never happened. And instead, it ended up being the year where we were all together. We were all together in the same house 
for 90 days together, like more together mm-hmm. than ever. It was, it was a weird thing. Like it was mm-hmm. the year we were supposed to be apart and instead the world was like, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> 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 I feel like there's going to be so many people who are going to feel just a lot of love from this story. A, a, a very intense reminder. Like it's just, we need our family and the importance of family. And, and also, you know, like to, I think, one thing, another, another silver lining, I'm big on silver linings too, Oliver, mm, um, yeah. is that if you aren't close to your family, like try, try to like, this is when you need to like, try to reach out. Like, I think, you know, I think it's important to cross that barrier. And if you've had a fight with somebody, just like pick up the phone and be like, you know what? Like life is short. Like, what are we fighting about still? Is it still important? Can we work through this? Can we get past this? Can we like learn to love each other again? Is that possible? If it's, if there's like an inch of possibility, like, can we try to get there? I think that's like so important because it's just, this pandemic, what I think hopefully it has taught us is that we have to, you know, remember how important life is and be grateful for the things that we have. And if we have them, don't push them away, bring them closer. To yeah. Me. It's so, it's so true. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Let's do the speed round. This has been so awesome. Yes. Okay. I'll, okay. One word to describe each sibling. Okay. Oh my God. You go first. Um, for Todd, <laughs> for Amanda, uh, I would say like uh like ambitious. Amanda is ambitious, go get her. Um Todd, I think <laughs> OCD comes to mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll say Todd helpful, Anna, fun. Oh, I like fun. I think Todd. Yeah, I would say Anna Anna hilarious, Amanda gregarious. Ooh, that was a lot of Ariuses. Um, music on repeat you listen to as a kid. This will actually probably be different because you guys were are different in ages. Yeah, what was that album that just stayed on repeat? Spice World. Yes. <laughs> I still know all the lyrics to every song. I think I was Amazing. New Kids on the Block. Uh, yeah, okay. that's me and me and Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was probably like Huey Lewis, the News, his album four. Mm. Wow, that oh, is yeah. very specific. Oh, that's not you said that like a <laughs> question is. mark, but it was very. I mean, <laughs> the reality is, is you knew exactly what it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> who's who's the most competitive? Most competitive. I'm going to say it's Allie. Amanda. Oh, it has to be here. In our sibling circle, I think Allie. Allie's like the, if you're playing a game, Allie wants to win. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Tracy is super competitive, too. Think of all those contests Tracy won. Super Bowl contest, that contest at work where she, <laughs> uh, yeah. Tracy is a good competitor. Maybe. Who is... <laughs> The rule breaker. Anna. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that we've. I could have guessed Anna's that. number one. one quote is that's not real. That's not a rule. <laughs> 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 like, I'll be like, Anna, I'm pregnant. I can't 
Um, you know, you I don't have know. sushi, and I'm like, that's not real. Yes, that's not Japan. real. You can have sushi, and I'm like, you don't know. You've mm-hmm. never been pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the comedian in the house? Anna. Uh, Oh, yeah. Or Allison, though. Allison, yeah. I would say Allie and Anna are a lot of the genesis a lot of a lot of the comedy comes from those two. Like, yeah. Biggie, you're I, might, too, I might create, I might start a lot of the comedy. If I need a comedy pickup, I'm calling Biggie. I'm calling Todd. Really? I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm only funny if I'm really frustrated or if I'm reacting to something that you guys are but doing and you think my reaction is funny. <laughs> Biggie, you're always frustrated. That's why you're always <laughs> <laughs> Okay, who's the brainy guy? Um, Amanda, I think, got the... Weren't, didn't she have the best GPA? No, 4.126. I was 10 in the class. You went out of 400. <laughs> I had 600 in my class. 4.126. Yes. I, I, was, above I, was, 4.0 Kate. I was also above a 4.0 and I had higher ACT scores. I had the highest oh. scores in the family. Those I am tests aren't real. Like well, we should revisit that. Who's the most too. competitive yeah. question? <laughs> uh, what about first celebrity crush? Oh, um... The guy from um, Sugar Ray, he was on my planner. Oh, Mark McGrath? Oh, my God, Mark McGrath. Zach Efron, high school musical. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. High school musical, Zach Efron. Okay. What was yours, Biggs? Oh, for sure, Carrie Fisher. Oh, of course. From Star from Star Wars, Princess Leia and the Gold Bikini from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) who's the most laid back anna yeah i agree yeah who do you go to for relationship advice oh that is complicated (laughs) they all go to me once it's in a crisis mode (laughs) if it but they the sisters like my sense in any way is that before it hits crisis, they'll be talking amongst themselves. And then I get a call. I'm like the red phone, pick it up. And it's like, people mm. are in tears. I call okay. someone different depending on what the relationship thing I'm seeking advice is on. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. or like how scandalous it is. <laughs> <laughs> So you're so you've got a lot of scandal. Top scandal level would be Amanda, and it would go down from there to Tracy at the bottom. Yeah, Tracy is no scandal. Tracy, uh, you can't talk to Tracy. If there's a scandal, you never call Tracy. No. Our devout okay. uh, um, First concert. Spice Girls. Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Oh yeah. My oh my God. God. Like 1985. God. Amy Grant. I think. <laughs> That's awesome, Amy Grant. That's amazing. <laughs> Was that in Kansas? No, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Are you guys drinkers? Or do, I mean, or just you are? Okay. What are we drinking? What are we like? Healer vodka. Oh, Negroni is my favorite with gin or mezcal. Wine. Oh, I love a Negroni. Wine. I live in France now. I drink wine with lunch. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, and uh, and uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what what are the you know the one um, you know the pastis? Oh yeah. Oh pastis. Wait 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 wait. Je t'aime pastis. When I ordered pastis, you guys, I thought that it was like a not very alcoholic option. And oh, then no. later learned it's like 47% alcohol. And I was oh, like, yeah. It's yeah. like Uzo. I once got Wait, wait, you guys, what is when this? I was like 21, two. Pastis. And it was. Pastis is like a licorice, a licorice based drink. Yeah. Um, it's, it's supposed to be like an aperitif. Oh, <laughs> okay. With a little bit of almond syrup and water and then it doesn't taste like licorice anymore because I hate licorice but I'm just yeah. like desperate to do anything mm. the French do so I fit in so I'm like marzipan <laughs> drink it's like a marzipan <laughs> and fennel um Okay, guys, last question we ask everybody is, it's a two-part question. The first part is, if you could, if you could emulate something of your sibling, a characteristic, what would that be? And the other part of the question is, if you could alleviate something from them that would actually, you feel would make their life more fulfilling. Um what would that be? I know my alleviate for Todd would yeah, be stress. Stress. Get rid of Biggie's stress. I want all stress removed from Biggie's <laughs> life. I want him to live stress-free and just Take frolic. Frolic in the fields of San Fran. Yeah, I want to put Biggie in a hammock in the Maldives and have him enjoy it instead of being like, I hate this hammock in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but I would love to emulate Biggie's level of thinking of other people and like just in a constant state of like, what can I do to make this person's little day or moment more special and like better for them? That's very mm. tough. I would like to take Todd's, uh, I hope to be a great parent. Uh, I don't know if I'm using the right words. Uh, I want to be a great parent like my brother. You mm. are a great parent. What are you doing? I well, I know, but my baby's only eighteen months, and yeah. uh, you know, you're you've been a great parent for eleven years. So I want to be. Oh, a great so I would want to take uh, Amanda's uh, positivity because I'm a super negative person. Um, <laughs> I would want to take um, Anna's. I think um, like comedic like filter that she has like on her like worldly outlook. Like she's always telling me these hilarious stories of like, she told me this, this one about how uh, she was in this market in Paris and there was like this person walking away with this whole like basket of leeks. And she's like, my head immediately went to like, what is this man going to do with all those leeks? Follow the leeks. And I was like, the fact that you have these thoughts. <laughs> just constant, like, I do like, be through a weird lens. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'll take your weird lens and I will alleviate your ADHD. No, such bad ADHD, mm. the worst. Yeah, yeah. I would take your ADHD away from you. I'm yeah. trying to get yes. help. I would make you stay focused on an issue. I know. Yeah. Think of all the things I could get. I like that. Anna, now. Amanda. Yeah, I would love to alleviate Amanda's destructive 
qualities of um, in the home. Like Amanda is the messiest person I've ever met. I wish I could just give her some organization help that she could stick to. It's a disaster. And when you're living with you her, like, you're like, like the like the kitchen is it like the kitchen the, the clothes everything like everything is a disaster todd and i send each other secret videos of destruction <laughs> and, and exchange like look what i woke up to today we were doing it throughout quarantine the whole time i was sending videos to like horror theme movies and sending them to todd um <laughs> i wish i could help you with that because it would, it would improve your life big time um and i wish i if i could take something from mandy your Amanda's work ethic is the most insane thing I've ever witnessed. She never stops. She goes, goes, goes all day long, no matter what job she has, no matter how many jobs she has, she just will continue to work for herself and now her son. Like I've never seen anyone do. And that is not me at all. I'm like, let's take a three hour lunch with wine. So that would be a great thing mm -hmm. to be able to steal from you because mm -hmm. you work hard. I love it. Great. You guys, thank you for doing this. But, but before we go, I do want to ask, are you still going to do workouts? Yes. Yeah, I'm still going to, because right now, you know, luckily with quarantine, I just started a, a subscription series. I'm turning that now into an app. So that will just be something I'll just fit into my schedule at some point. And then I teach these live classes on Saturdays. So luckily I'm able to still keep it going. I mean, it's, you know, I built that business from the ground up. It's like my baby and it's what I started for myself after my divorce. I, you know, it's such a part of me that I, I definitely, and I love teaching. So I don't want to, I don't want to stop that, you know? Mm. Good for you. Okay, cool. Mm. All right. Well, you guys, I love you. Thank you guys. Thank you. So guys. Thank you. Happy nice holidays. Holiday. This was really fun. Happy holidays. Nice Happy holidays. Yeah, back at you. You guys, very, you're inspiring. You know, I love your love. It's awesome. Thank it's you. really, really awesome. Wish Katie and I could have even half of what you guys have. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're getting there. All right, guys. Well, happy holidays. Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Producer is Allison Bresnik. Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mark. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.